Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. If you live by faith, you are living in joy. Amen. The Bible says there's joy in believing yes. and full of glory. That's what it said, joy and believing and full of glory. Amen. And uh, when Jesus came preaching, he only said we needed to do two things. And if you become skillful at those two things, you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life, and you're going to live in the blessing. Amen. So look over here, Mark. I think that's where it is. Mark chapter 3. Or that's where I usually look at this. Gospel of Mark, so I can show you those two things he said to do. Amen. If you're going to do anything for Jesus, do these two things. Amen. Yeah, praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's Mark chapter 1. I said 3. Mark chapter 1 and um, verse 15. We'll take a look at that. Because I came to talk to you about faith today and... um, uh, I remember Brother Copeland saying this. He said, you will have many definitions of faith in your lifetime. And the reason why you do, because your faith is growing. And you see uh, different dimensions of faith. You see uh, different revelations of faith. Because faith has to grow. Faith cannot stay the same. Amen. Praise God. And one of the ways you can tell when faith is changing in a person, the person changes. Come on now. Your faith, you can't keep growing in faith and you stay the same. That means you think you know a whole lot, but there's no manifestation of it. That's what that is. So faith is uh, a growing revelation of who God is and who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit and a revelation of you as it continues to unfold concerning the plans God has for you. So there's always a new, when, when we talk about something unfolding, we talk about new manifestations. So there's always a new dimension of what we call glory. That's why the Bible said we ought to go from glory to glory. There's different manifestations. And Jesus told Mary and Martha, he said, if, I to- if you believe, I promise you, you will see the glory. That if you keep believing, you're going to see the next dimension of you. Amen. Praise God. Because we're not done yet. If you keep believing and you keep walking with God, there's another revelation of you. Amen. There's going to be tangible and manifest. Amen. Praise God forever. So, and... When I say a revelation, that means you see it. You come to the place, you really see the next place God has for you. And so the, the, the dimension of faith I want to talk to you about today is that faith sees God. It sees him. Or faith sees the answer. Or faith actually sees the next dimension of glory God has for you. It actually sees it. So Pastor Cynthia came out of her little study area this morning and she got to the point and she said, faith sees the answer. Amen, praise God. She says, 
you have to see your way out before you get out. Or you have to see where you're going before you get there. Faith is another set of eyes in the realm of the spirit, amen? And God says the just shall live by faith. Or I should be living out of God's eyes. I should be living what he seek. Amen. When we begin to live what we see because of the natural, that's trouble. And I'm going to show you some scriptures this morning because the scripture is going to help you see that faith sees God. Faith is our ability to live in the supernatural realm. Amen. To change the natural realm. That's what faith does. If you're going to enter the revival, the church has to believe in revival. You have to believe that God has a revival for this age, and then you have to begin to see it and then fulfill the part that you see that you're supposed to be walking in. Amen. You're supposed to get everything in your life by faith. We were talking about Pastor Cynthia and I. We are talking coming over here today. We got our pastor by faith. Amen. Praise God. Because <laughs> we went a whole lot of places before we met Dr. Jacobs when we got to Southern Indy for eight months. But we knew without knowing the scriptures by the Spirit of God that the people we're looking at wasn't our pastor. Amen. Amen. But the moment we laid eyes on him, praise God, faith sees what belongs. Faith sees what belongs to you. We knew he was it, and we've been there together with him 36 years. 36 years and never changed. Never have changed. So faith sees it. And faith comes by hearing the word. Hearing what God is telling you. And it's two things you got to hear. You got to hear the written word. And then you got to hear the word personally for your life. Amen. Because there's no scriptures that tell me to build a church on Dickinson Road. There are no scriptures that say that. But it can't be a guess. It has to be instruction from God. And then once you receive instruction, you start seeing it. You have to see it before it'll come to pass. So faith sees God, but faith always also sees the plan of God before it manifests. So if you want it, you got to see it. Amen. Believe it and then receive it. Amen. And I'm going to show you that in the word today. Look down here in Mark chapter one and verse 15. It says, this is what Jesus preached. He said, the time, somebody say, the time, the time. is fulfilled. It's fulfilled. So it's happening right now. The plan that God has for you is in full operation. Amen. Yes, it is. The plan that God has for you is in full operation. Yes. Angels have been commanded and energized. Yes. The Holy Ghost has been commanded. Yes. The word has been released. Jesus has approved it and God has declared it. Everything that Father has for us is in full operation right now. I just got to receive it. And you can't receive it without living by faith. And faith will cause you to see it before it happens. Amen. Praise God. You'll get an image of it. You'll see where you're supposed to be. Come on now. I'm thinking about when I turned my life over to the Lord, I was, I was halfway through mechanical engineering school at Tennessee State University. 
And I didn't know much about the Bible because you really can't grow without a good pastor. You can play with the word. You can read it. But living, getting faith out of it is another thing. It's a lot of people read the Bible, but they don't come out with faith after they're done. They don't believe God does anything after they got through reading the Bible. I was halfway through, and I got on my knees one night in my apartment. I told God, I said, I'm going to live the rest of my life for you. Whoever doesn't want to go, they can get off this wagon right now. I don't care who it is, but the rest of my life is dedicated and totally to you. Yeah, I'm coming. Because that's the only time he's going to talk to you. And if you got a leg somewhere else and a leg with God, you just divide it. You're no different than a person that's totally out there because you're going to get the same thing. He never starts talking to you until you're ready for the whole enchilada, they say. Amen. You got to tell him you're ready. I'm telling you, I'm not telling you what I'm. I'm not telling you what I read somewhere. I'm telling you what, what I'm living. And then I was, I was sleeping one night, and I had this vision. I saw myself with this suit and tie on, and I had this briefcase, and I was walking to what that was then was a student union building. That's where they had interviews for companies that would come in that would hire students. And then I woke up. And... I saw myself going to that place to get employment as a result of finishing. I was going to finish that program. God was telling me, you're going to finish. Amen. He said, you're going to finish. And you're going to be employed there. And I didn't know the employment was going to lead me to a place in a city where I was going to find my pastor. About two and a half years later, I'm walking across the campus. I got this suit and towel and this shirt. Two years later, I'm holding this briefcase. And the Holy Ghost says, stop. Remember what I showed you. Amen. It's happening today. And that's why Brother Caleb was telling you, you got to tell you, when God shows you something, he's playing on it happening. Amen. When he shows you something and speaking on it, it's happening. And you need to see it before it happens because that's his plan for your life. It's coming to pass. Somebody done seen some visions up in here. Yes, you have. God ain't just calling one person to see. He'll show you where, he'll show you your next promotion before you get there. He might show you where you're going to live at before you get there. He may show you a plan. He may give you a vision and a dream. But it's all coming to pass because it came from heaven. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. And sometimes it comes in dreams, sometimes it comes in visions, but it's coming to pass, and God wants you to believe in it. When he shows you something, you are to dedicate your life to bringing it to pass. What does faith do? Brings to pass what God calls you to do and what he shows you. So this is what Jesus said, preparing us for this kingdom lifestyle. He said the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Get ready to change. This word means change. Change the way you think. That's what it means. It doesn't mean I'm sorry for what I did. That's called remorse. That's called pity and sorrow. That's not what he's talking about here. 
Because whatever I'm doing, if it's out of the will of God, I'm doing it because I haven't changed the way I think. Being sorry does not change behavior. Amen. Being sorry does not change. Once I get over the feelings of remorse, I'll go back to it again because I have not renewed my mind while this is not good for me because it's not God's plan. It's holding up the dreams and the visions and the purposes and callings that heaven has for me. It's holding up the plan of God. It's not in my script. It's another script and I'm off track and God knows I cannot fulfill the plan that he has for me living this way. So conviction comes. Conviction comes. But conviction is not enough. No, repentance has got to come. Jesus didn't come and say, feel sorry, feel bad about it. He said, I'm coming, repent. You need to change the way you think so you can change the way you live it. So that you can go in the plan that I have for you. Changing mind changes behavior. The Bible said, as a man think of. That's why the Bible says you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to understand the purpose I have for your life. I want you living in the purpose I have. Every day you get up, I want you living in the purpose I have for you. That's repentance. Getting up every day. No, I'm taking steps you order. The psalmist said, Lord, order my steps in your word. Not just your written word, but order my steps in what you showed me too. Order my steps in the vision you gave me. Cause me to run into people that can help me with the vision. You don't want to just meet anybody in life. You want to meet people that can help you fulfill the vision God has for you. That's why you may have to clean the slate. Because if people are not talking the plans and purposes and the visions God has for you, you can't walk in what God has for you. You got. That's why I told God I'm going to clear the slate. Tell your neighbor, clear the slate. Don't get mad at them. They just helped you. They just helped you there. They just helped you get to your destiny. You ought to say, thank you. It's the best thing somebody said to me today. Clear the slate. They're not talking about the vision God has. They're not talking the word of God. They're not talking about how to live by faith. Clear the slate. Because you can't repent with the wrong people around you. You can't change your mind with the same people that have been formulating those, all those thoughts that are diametrically opposed to the plan God has for you. You got to walk away from the group. You got to be so hungry for what, for what God has for you. You got to be so thirsty for what heaven has for you. You got to know that what they're talking about is going nowhere. And the way of the transgressor is hard. If I'm moving away from what God has for me, I'm signing up for hardship. You got to change. Then he comes to this. He says, the time the kingdom's here now is at hand. It says, repent ye, or we can just say it the way we would say it. You were change. Quit trying to get people around you to change. Yeah, let's leave that on the table for a minute. Quit trying to get everybody. 
The plan is about you changing. It's not about everybody else changing and then you can walk in what God has for you. No, it's about you changing. And if you change, then the company will change. The environment will change. Amen. This is about you changing. It's a complete sentence for our grammar people. It's got a subject and it's got a verb. And that's all you need for a complete thought. It's got action in it, and it's got a subject in it, and it's got the action that the subject needs to be taken. That the subject ought to be busy about the action it should be participated in. And it says, I want you, the subject, to be busy about changing. You might have to change. See, the reason why you got to change, you got to change the inputs into your life. <laughs> you got to change the inputs into your life. I ain't even got to believe in yet, and I came to talk about faith. But if you're not going to change, forget about faith. Change comes before faith. I came here to talk to you about faith, and faith sees God, and faith sees the answer. But you'll never get to that place where you start having visions, and where God starts showing you something, and the word begins to become a revelation to you, and you begin to take what God says and begin to manifest it. It'll never happen until you commit to change. For I had to tell God, I'm changing. I'm changing. It's my will and determination that got me into everything I'm involved in. It was my determination, my decision that got me there. And if my decision got me there, then my decision can get me out of there. And God is waiting on you to make a decision to change and get out of whatever you in. Not tomorrow. Right now you got to tell him, I'm ready for the visions and the dreams that you said that you would be pouring out in the last day. I'm ready to see the real me. I'm ready to see the Holy Ghost on my life, on my family, on my children. I'm ready for the outpouring you promised me. He said the kingdom is here. I brought all my stuff. I brought angels that are ready to help you. I brought angels to watch over and keep you from all harm and destruction. I brought the Holy Ghost. I brought the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel for you. I brought deliverance. I brought a freedom from your past. I brought forgiveness. I brought mercy. I brought the stripes on Jesus back to heal you. I brought the plans and purpose. I brought everything you're going to need. Not just to you go just to make it through, but to go over the top. I brought enough to make you the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. I got enough to make you more than a conqueror, but I need to know one thing, are you gonna change? I love what Dr. Jacob said. It's not change if you didn't change. Love my pastor said, it's not change if you didn't change. Amen. Don't, don't, don't lose it. Don't lose it. He said the time is fulfilled and the kingdom is at hand. He said, Yo, I prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Come on now. It's all sitting on the table right now, but I got to change. 
He said, it's not change if you didn't change. You get up and you find out you still got the same bad attitude, you didn't change. You get up and find out you got the still critical mouth, you didn't change. You get up and you're still kicking it with people that don't even want God, you didn't change. No, this Bible said, I don't want you to stand in the way of the sinner or sit in the skeet of the scornful or take the counsel of the ungodly. I don't want you standing by them. I don't want you sitting with them. I certainly don't want you walking with them. It's change. It won't happen unless you change. Coming to church is not change. It's an opportunity. You don't get a diploma because you sold or showed up at school. You get a diploma because you changed. You're smarter than you was when you walked in there because you applied yourself and impartations come through private conversations, public gatherings, who you let touch you. Impartations can come through touch, come through private conversations public gatherings. This is why some things I will not let in my eye gates and my ear gate. It's certain things I won't let in. Because it keeps you the same. It keeps you from changing. And change is not change unless it's change. You ever heard somebody tell you, you've changed? Which means change is detectable then. That means change is detectable. If I really change, then people can sense it. Jesus said you will know if they change by the fruit. Change is detectable. But if you're committed to a lifestyle of change, then we can go to step two. That's step one. And believe the gospel. The gospel is the good news. Or good news about what God has planned for your life. Good news about his power working in your life, in my life, to bring about a future we could never conceive and produce in our own abilities. That's the good news. I don't have to be sick anymore. I don't have to have pain in my body anymore. I don't have to be depressed anymore. I don't have to be suicidal anymore. I don't have to be broke anymore. I don't have to be purposeless anymore. I don't have to lose and laugh. I don't have to lose. I don't care what the odds look like. I'm still more than a conqueror. It don't matter when I started. It don't matter how I started. It don't matter where I started as long as I started. Amen. Amen. As long as I start with God. He said, I will give you another promise. And I'll even restore the years that the locusts and canker worm have eaten. 
I will make like the years of failing and the years of being with the wrong people and the years of being in the wrong. I'll make it like it never existed. I restore those years. I even give them back to you. You don't know nobody like Jesus. I'm telling you that right now. You don't know nobody like him. Praise God forever. He said, I'll cause the trauma and the drama of your past. I'll erase it out of your mind. Amen. Praise God and give you a new hope in life. That's what he'll do. Come on now, praise God. Now you know why he running? Cause he saw something you didn't see. You all heard the same thing, but he saw something. While he heard it, he saw it too. He saw that God can fix it. I ain't gotta keep going on like this. I ain't gotta have this in my mind. I ain't got to have it in my body. It don't have to be a part of my memory. You move based on what you see. That's why faith sees God. You can almost call it the sixth sense. When your natural senses can tell you it's no way out. You got another sense. Amen. Amen. Come on now. That is not based on your ability. It's not based on your strength. It's not based on you lifting yourself out. It's not based on you moving yourself forward. It's not based on you getting the answer yourself. Faith sees the answer. And it can begin to rejoice over it while the trouble is still going on. Have you ever praised God in a pit? <laughs> I didn't say praise him right now. I said, have you ever praised him in a pit? Have you ever praised him when it didn't look like, when it didn't look like you had enough money? When it didn't look like you had the answer? Have you praised him anyway? That means your faith was seeing the answer. You know the Lord is going to make a way somehow. <laughs> Come on now. He said, if, you go, if the kingdom come, you got to do two things. That ain't hard. I ain't coming to get you 26 steps to victory. It ain't never been number two. Come on now, it's a two-step plan. Come on now. <laughs> come on, Brother Blackbird. He helped me preach this morning. Because some of y'all may not be able to count. It's two. Change. And then turn on your believer. <laughs> turn on your believer. I don't care what it look like. I still believe. I don't care if I don't have enough money. I still believe. The house is mine. God said it. I believe it. Now I see it. Now I'm about ready to take it. I know this is God. Yes. Pastor said to come out of her study this morning. She said, faith sees it before it happens. Yes. Caleb got up and said, faith has white hot expectation. Yes. Oh, it's all coming to pass. In the mouth. Yeah. God is getting ready to do miracles up in here. In the mouth of two or three witnesses. I'll let everything be established. This message comes right out of heaven. Yeah. 
Somebody is getting a miracle up in here. Your breakthrough is taking place. Oh, yes, it is. God has spoken. Oh, it's all coming up. Millions on this congregation for this mighty wonderful work. Yeah. It didn't happen like that for nothing. I was just walking through the house. I made these notes on notes. God just said, turn over here. Faith sees it. It sees God. It sees the thing God said. Yes, it does. So I start writing down notes. I got up and told Pastor Cynthia this morning, I am ready to preach the gospel. <laughs> That's what I told her. She was in the next room, and after God wrote, I told her, I said, I'm ready to preach the gospel. I'm coming in the full blessing of the Lord. I'm coming to perfect your faith. I'm coming to impart spiritual gifts in the name of Jesus. Somebody in here is seeing doom, but you don't seen it your last day. You done seen broke your last day. You done seen sick your last day. There's an impartation coming to you. It's victory coming in, victory coming out. You get ready to win in the city and in the field. Everything is about ready to turn into blessing. Yes, it is. I hollered at her this morning, then she come out. She come out of there and said, faith sees the answer. It was like she was in my notes. It was like she was in my notes. I said, we own it now. I said, we tracking. Traffic was out there. We were late this morning getting here. I said, don't worry about it. We're getting there anyway. We on our way anyway. Then I got up in here and Caleb took the mic. He said, when you expect it to come to pass. Come on now. You got White House. I said, oh, there it is. That's in my notes. Listen, it's not positive thinking. We're not talking about positive thinking and visioning, envisioning. But it is some power in it. Because we know in Genesis when they were building the Tower of Babel. But did the Tower of Babel get done? Even though they had envisioned it, it still didn't get done. Because God won't let something that's not his vision. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> and see, it wasn't the Holy Spirit helping them build that. Wasn't no angels helping them build that. It was all human ability. But God said, I'm going to interrupt this program. Because it's not what I want. But there is a power in visioning. 
And it could work as long as God is, doesn't interrupt God's plan. But it all has to be brought to pass through human strength. It all has to be brought to pass through human strength. But the vision we're talking about are the visions of God. Come on now. Where there's nobody can interrupt it. There is no force that can stop it. That's why the scripture said, if God be for you, who can stop it from coming to pass? You need to stop getting upset about people that think they can interrupt your life through their negative thinking. You ought to go to sleep at night. Nobody should stop and interrupt your vision that God gave you for success. Because if they can interrupt and stop you from seeing what God showed you, they just stole your faith. Now, I told you that was in Mark chapter 4, I don't have time to go there, that Satan comes immediately with an anti-vision to cause you to see yourself sick, see yourself broke, see yourself lacking, see your business not succeeding after God told you. I'm going to bless all that you put your hands to. Faith just keeps seeing what God sees even though the storm is going on. It never stops changing and it never stops believing. So Jesus said, I want you to do these two things. Turn over here to Hebrews. And uh, let's take a look at this. And uh, 11... And 27. Hebrews 11 and 27. This is our foundational scripture that will help us understand that faith sees God and it sees what God said. It says, by faith. Amen. Believing means you possess faith. Believing is an ongoing Believing is an ongoing action where the vision God gave stays in you and you continue to see it in spite of opposition. Repenting is an ongoing action where you continue to change the way you think so that you can continue to transform into what God has for you. So repentance and believing are ongoing actions. They're not just momentary actions. They're ongoing changing, changing mentally, and it's ongoing holding the vision that God has for me. That is the reason why you look at it all the time. Come on now. Look at what it says right here. It says here, by faith, Moses, it says he, but it's Moses, forsook Egypt. He saw himself walking out of there. Come on now. Come on now. I'm telling you, faith sees the answer and the promises of God. Amen. Faith sees it. Amen. By, by, you got to see yourself walking away from the group. 
before you leave the group. Amen. Amen. You got to see your change. Amen. You got to receive your repentance before the believing turns into an action where you actually do it. So faith sees it and then it walks in it. And, it, cause that, and when I'm walking in it, that's the manifestation. It says right here, by faith, he forsook Egypt. Come on, now he had to walk away from something by faith. Not fearing the wrath of the king. Some people are afraid to lead the group because you'll make somebody mad. Say amen to that. Amen, amen. come on. Because if, if that means you're in bondage to that person. If they're captivating me where well, I can't change, then they become my captors. Come on now. And Moses said, you're no longer going to be my captor. I don't care if you get mad. I'm rolling up out of here the way I want to roll up out of here. Because he tried to let him leave. Pharaoh tried to let you and the men can go. Oh, no. I ain't leaving my wife back here with y'all. I'm not leaving my kids. I'm not leaving the cat or the dog. I'm not leaving any cattle back here. Everything that's got a hoof on it and everything that can walk up out of here and everything that's ours we can carry up out of here, we all leaving regardless of your attitude. If it's the plan of God, make the change. No matter what personality it makes upset. The enemy will try to put personalities in your life to keep you in bondage. Let somebody get an attitude. You can have an attitude while I'm walking. <laughs> Packing. Stepping. And say, for he endured. Now, how was he able to leave Egypt, not allow the king anger to entrap him? How was he able to leave Egypt not let the king's attitude and anger entrap him. He said, for he endured as seeing him. That's your miracle right there. You got to see God bigger than the trials you're going through. When you're going through trials and don't see God, that's trouble. Faith, look what it says right here, by faith, he endured as seeing him. And that's when I saw it, I said, faith sees God. It Real faith knows that God is on the scene. Real faith knows his hand is there. Real faith sees him moving, sees him intervening. It sees him, so it don't matter how mad the king get. It doesn't matter the attitude he takes, we're leaving. So when you see God, it doesn't matter how much money you got in the account. You still see God building the house. You still see God healing the body. You still see God making a way for you. You still see him changing things. And the ability to see him comes from faith. Faith allows me to see him 
in the midst of my situation. And too many believers go through challenges in life and they don't see God because they are trapped in unbelief. Unbelief means you going through it by yourself. Unbelief means you see yourself paying for it. Unbelief says you see yourself trying to get yourself well. You see yourself trying to keep your house. You see yourself trying to build it. You see yourself trying to build your business. You see yourself trying to make it happen instead of seeing the mighty one. Come on now. That is nothing too hard for it. So Jesus had to tell Mary and Martha, even though your brother has been dead, for days now, it does not matter. I told you if you believe, if you could keep your believing going, you would see the glory of God. It doesn't matter what he died of. It don't matter how long he been dead. It doesn't matter what the neighbors have said. If you can see me in the midst of the situation, I am the resurrection. I ain't trying to be the resurrection. That's who I am. And if you can see me right here doing miracles and wonders for you, I'd do it if you just believe me. One thing the devil is after your believer. Every day you get up, your believer is under attack. The Bible said, count it all, John. When you found fall into different trials, knowing this, the trying of your what? I'm after your faith because it'll allow you to see that God has already fixed it. And it'll make you start rejoicing while I done done my best trouble. I done gave you my best trouble. Come on now. Glory to God. Yes, it does. Come on now. It was like, it's like the three Hebrew boys and they, they threw them in the fire. Come on now. They threw them in the fire and the king looked into the fire and said, I threw in three. Come on now. Because somebody is there. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you till the end of the world. Faith will allow you to see God while you're good, while people are telling you no. God is on the other side. Yes and amen. Approved. Yes. Healed. Delivered. You are never there by yourself. Somebody there in the fire with you. Is somebody else there in the fire with you? The Hebrew boys didn't need to see it. They said, I know our God will deliver us. No, it was the king that needed to see that somebody's always with you. Them boys was believing God is with us. You got to get up every day. And you got to practice the word because faith comes by hearing the word. You got to hear him keep saying, I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. There's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Come on now. And before you get there, I'll be there. Come on now. You got to keep, keep getting those scriptures in you till all of a sudden you just see it. <laughs> your faith, your, your sixth sense 
Just like I can see you with the sense of my eyes, the sixth sense of faith lets you see God is there. So you start laughing. Paul went through it. He said, an angel came and stood by me last night. He was believing so much. The angel came and stood by him in the middle of a storm and said, there shall be no loss. All the other men were so depressed they couldn't even eat. Have you been depressed where you couldn't even eat? These men were so depressed and they saw darkness and doom. The Bible said days went by and the sun didn't even shine. And they began to go into a forced fast on themselves. There's so much hope was lost they couldn't even put a morsel of food in their mouth. But one man got up and he was eating Wheaties early in the morning. <laughs> changed people look different from unchanged people. And they noticed one guy is eating. Boys, y'all ought to have some. Made enough for plenty. There's plenty for all of us. But they can't because they've lost hope. person has lost hope you can just look at it and see it they wear it it's on them but when a person's got hope you can see that too God says you need to walk in the footsteps of Abraham even against hope I still got hope hope is seen with hot white ex burning hot white expectation that what God said is coming to pass. What did Joshua tell the children of Israel? Everything God told us, not one thing have failed of all the good things he's told us. God don't plan on one word. Boy, if you ain't got that, you ain't got that prophecy book out on the church on the rock, you already behind up. They call it an eight ball. You're in a bad position. The eight ball keeps you from seeing the ball you need to hit. It's blocking your vision for victory. Let me show you something. Turn over here to Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. Yeah, turn over here to Habakkuk. Back of chapter 2, round verse 4. Yeah, you can just start turning back. If you didn't look at a back of this morning, you just start turning back from Malachi, you're going to run right into it. Look, books are back here. Praise God. You, you didn't know Habakkuk was in there, didn't you? He gonna, when you get to heaven, Dr. Jacob said he's going to ask you, did you read his book? Did you read my book? What are you going to say? Yes, it ain't mine. <laughs> anyway, the burden which Habakkuk, the prophet, did see. Verse 1. We can put verse 1 up there. Verse 1. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. It don't look like it. Oh, yeah, it is. 
1, verse 1, I'm sorry. You did have it right. Verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1. Chapter 1, thank you. I'm sorry about that. There it is. The bird which a back of the prophet did what? Faith sees what God wants. Faith allows you to see it. God says it, but it allows you to see it. Faith is the ability. If you stay around, faith comes by hearing the word of God. If you stay with the word long enough, sometimes it takes you all day to see it. Dodie Osteen, uh, Joel Osteen's mother had stage four cancer. And the doctor told her, you got less than six months to live. You're going to be gone. She started losing weight. They said, we're not even going to give you any treatments. It's inoperable. You don't get to take chemo or radiation. It's inoperable. We're sending you home to die. That's called no hope. But she went to the scriptures. She went to the scriptures because the scriptures give you hope against no hope. That's what they do. They give you the victory without human hands being involved. Most Christians don't know how to live like this. They don't know how to live like this. They go to church but they don't know how to live like this. But it is the lifestyle they're supposed to be living. But faith comes by hearing the word. When the centurion servant was sick, he said, Gee, he said, speak the word only. And I know my servant will be made whole. Some things, sometimes you get in a place where you can't hear nothing else if you want victory. You have got to dedicate your ears to hearing nothing except God. Faith comes by hearing God's word. It's gotten to the place now, and the victory to attain it is so challenging. You can't watch Bonnie Five today. You can't go to the picnic today. You can't call your buddies on the phone today. You can't discuss the problem with anybody today. You got you are on the word only plan if you're gonna win. And most people are not dedicated or trained to live word only lives. They got the word as the world turned. They got the news at six and ten the breaking news, and 24-hour news going on. They have learned to listen to everybody but God. Coming to church is a chore to them. Picking up the Bible is so heavy. Now you in a fight. That's a word-only fight. Most people are not in them. 
But I've seen people that get there. I had a lady come to this church. I said, you had a word-only fight. And because she had so distanced herself from the word. And the only reason why they came to the church because the doctor gave them no hope. If they, even didn't, if they didn't even have that in the body, it happened in their body, they weren't even coming here. But Jesus said, if you try to build a house in the middle of a stone, you're in trouble. Because you keep hearing the stone while I'm trying to give you the word. What I'm preaching is life on another level. I'm not preaching to the general assembly. I'm preaching to people who want to be victorious. They want to win no matter what it looks like. No matter what comes, you want to win and you just going to do this thing by faith. That's what I'm doing. Now, if you want to go, you never know what the Lord, you're in the wrong place. Gather your things real quickly. Just live in the kind of way you want to, Christian. Gather your things real quickly. Yeah, it is mercy when you're standing in there and they're not going to win. Yeah, it is mercy. I've been there. They're not going to win. You got to walk in the room. With a body laying in there. And whole people whose only child just passed away. You ain't been there. Just so dramatical. It's because you ain't been there. And I ain't trying to do this by myself. I'm trying to raise up some people that want to fight like Paul said. We want to fight the good fight of faith. I'm to be the ambulance runner to everybody's emergencies. I want some people to know how to live by faith. When you look at the vision, what we got to do, somebody got to become millions up in here. Amen. Praise God. Somebody got to do the millions. Somebody got to respond to the millions call up in here. Because the word is in here. Somebody got to get up and say, you know what, honey? We're going to be millionaires. Yes, I can see it. So we can fund what we got to fund. God says this house shall be known for healing. No, it shall be known for it. Amen. Praise God. So we got to have some manifestations up in here and some people that can do the manifestation because that's the vision he released on this house. And I believe every word of it. And if you're getting up going over the prophecies, you do too. Now turn to chapter 2. What time is it? I don't know. I already preached myself happy. I can leave. Chapter 2, verse 1. I will stand upon my watch. <clears throat> this is your watch, Church on the Rock. God can take you out there on Dickerson Road. Yes, he is. Somebody said, I'm ready. I know at least we got one person ready. I didn't say, say you're ready. I said, somebody just said that. I said it, and then somebody said, I'm ready. I said, at least we got one. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, okay. God told me, he said, I don't want your church on no back road streets no more. You done being locked back up in hotel rooms? 
Amen. We coming up out of here too. Yeah. Why? Because he told me to come over here. We're doing what he said. Amen. <laughs> said, I want your church on no more back roads. Put it out there. Put it out there. Put it right out there on a main road where everybody can see it. It's two things they need to see when they come. There's two things they need to see when they come. What are the two things they need to see? They need to see us changing and they need to see us believing. Come on now. That's a totally different minded person. A changing person and a believing person is a person of manifestations. It's a person that sees God. Look what it says right here. I will stand upon my watch. This is our watch now. This is your season. And set me on the towers and will watch to see what he will say unto me, what God is going to say unto me. Now, when he, then when he speaks to you, you're responsible for it. Whatever he shows you, you're responsible for it. If you're with somebody that saw him, and you're with him, I'm not talking about just being a casual acquaintance. That you in covenant with them. Then you are responsible for responding to what God showed them. If God put you together with them. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are times when Pastor said that God will show her something. Of course, I have to judge it because I don't want her to be a false prophet. But anyway. She said, yeah, right, I'm just messing with her. But when I discern that it's God, we doing it. It don't matter that it came to her. We are covenant partners together in life. It's one for all and all for one. We are bound together by God. And God said what he put together. Don't nobody be messing With what I put together. Don't be tampering with it. Don't be messing with what I did. Was that King Abimelech start messing with Abraham's wife? God said, I put that together. He said, I ain't touched you. He said, I know that's why I ain't killed you. He said, even now, I've cut off your seed forever. There won't be one child born in your whole lineage forever. And already moved against you. Because you start messing with what I put together. And if you smart, you turn that woman loose. She was looking good too. And that's why he grabbed her. The guard came, knocked on the front door. Who is it? God! Open the door before I come up in here on you. Now come and I'm packing. <laughs> I brought fire with me. You turn that man's wife loose. That's how he sees it. So when she has a vision, they come from God. We're doing it. Because we're covenant together. 
And if you covered into this house and I gave you that book, you don't ever look at it. You're not believing with me to, and seeing God and seeing it come to pass. You ain't with this church. Not yet. You on the road. But you ain't with it yet. You're not believing what God wants to do in it. Present but non-participant. And you can't do that in a marriage. Just there. That's not marriage, just being there. You have to participate in it according to the roles that God gave that hall. Amen. Husbands, love your wife. Now he done took it to another level. I tried to take you to step one. He went to two. Even as Christ loved the church. You got to love her in spite of how you feel right now. Because Jesus could be feeling some kind of way now about what you're doing. You got to love her anyhow. Regardless of performance. I'm messing with you, but that's what you came here for. You came here to change your evil ways. <laughs> Some of y'all need deliverance. I can just look at you and tell, come out of him. Wives, there's something there for you too. Yeah, I told the young people, I'm gonna, I said, I'm, I'm going to teach you how to believe for your mate. Amen. I'm going to teach you how to use your faith so you can see him coming. Come on now. You can see him coming. <laughs> yes, I am. So you quit running with stuff you see with your natural eyes. Yes, I am. I told Agnes I was going to teach you on this class. She said, no, you need to teach you on how to be a mate. I said, that's the class you teach her. So Agnes know how to be a mate. Now she got 10 years of solid experience. We're going to do it, amen. amen. So you can see your house making it. I'm off my subject now. He says, I will watch and see what he will say unto me. You got to be paying attention. Because the faith comes by hearing what God is saying. He said, I want you to go to Dixon Road. So guess where we're going? We're going right to what he said. No matter what it costs, no matter what it looked like. And we're going to finish it. We're going to see the money coming in. Why? Because she's out with you know, all the money. And then he says, all the money that we need to build it is coming. Then she said, Pastor Nancy gave us another word. The people that's coming, the people that's coming are going to 
Some people say, help pay it off. That means that person's going to help too. Then somebody say, just pay it off. <laughs> you, whatever you see, that's what you, that's praise God. If you see yourself helping, say, praise God. I'm going to be right in there with him. Pastor, here's the check to pay off the building. You're going to come in. Here's some too. It's going to the next phase. You take it to the next phase. Let me move on. I will watch to see what he will say unto me and answer when I am reproved. You can get reproved in this. I got reproved in this. When you stop paying attention to what he says, you're supposed to get corrected. When you stop doing this, when you stop being a word person, you need correction. You don't have no Bible time reading. You need to be corrected. Because when pressure comes, we can't count on you to use your faith. You're going to swallow the doctor's report. And if it's a bad report, I was talking about Dodie Osteen. She said, I had to get in the Word every single day. I bought her book, a bitty book, Cured of Cancer. Actually, my mama gave it to me. A bitty old book. I ordered, give it out. She said every day I had to be a word person every single day. When it's a real faith fight and it's over your physical body, it won't matter who's praying. It, it won't matter who's praying for you. It's going to come down between you and God. Can you see him right now and she said because in the middle of the night you'll wake up and the doctor's report will be on your mind you got six months and you at month four you got to do something about that matter of fact the Bible says you got to do something about that it says cast down every imagination what is imagination you see yourself dying the devil will try to give you an image of you dying. Not living, you dying. She said, I would have to get up and fight those imaginations and get back in the word of God. It's a good fight if you fight it. She said, I got a picture. Because it started taking my strength it started affecting my body and it started weighing heavily on my body and it started changing the way I look. When I went to the mirror, I looked sick. So she said, I, got, I found a picture of my best look and my best days and I put it on the refrigerator where I could see it. Faith sees the answer. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm not looking where this thing is trying to take me. I'm looking at where I want to go. Faith sees the answer. And then she would get in the word and go through scriptures all day long. Then I found out that word saturation solves all problems. 
if you would saturate yourself with the word, you could change your finances. You saturate your word with God's word of prosperity, you're going to change your income. By this time next year, your wealth is going to be on a whole nother level. Amen. Come on now. Whatever you want to change, faith will come by hearing the word that produces that change and cause you to see yourself there. And when you see yourself there and you begin to declare it, all of heaven goes in, all of the kingdom. That's why he said the kingdom is here. All the angels of God and all the Holy Spirit and the power of God goes into effect to bring what you just saw to pass. I had to drive out there and see that church up on that hill. It was just an old hill. There was nothing there. It was just a sloped hill. Most people looked at it and called it unbuildable. But we saw something else. We saw something totally different. And now what we saw has come to pass. And that ain't all of it. There's more of it coming to pass. Let me read this. And I got to stop. It says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. What I tell you in vision, what I tell you, have you ever wrote anything down? You got to write down what you want to see. I'm going to say that again. You have to write down what you want to see. That's why I made that book. I didn't even make it with you in mind initially. I wrote it for me. I started doing it and I started watching things change. And then the Holy Ghost came to me and said, they in there too. Yes, it is. There's a word in there that God's stepping you up financially. Yes, it is. It's in there. Millions on this congregation. Yes, it is. It's in there. Because it's going to take millions to bring the vision to pass. That building costs $1.6 million. We're in the millions now. We ain't building nothing for thousands anymore. And that building only holds 300 people. And God got up and said, I wouldn't even at the service. And he's talking about me. And Candace played it for me the other day. And Pastor Diana's voice was on it. Even she remembered the word Dr. Dufresne gave this church. She was repeating it. And she was in there ministering to my children. It'll be among the largest churches in this city. It will be a multiracial church. And the gifts of the Spirit will operate in it. What you seeing? What do you see? It's all coming to pass. Praise God. Shout about it. Yeah, uh, uh, Gaston, he's not here this morning, are they? You and Gaston, they from the Congo over there. Say amen to the Congo. Yeah. 
Where's, where's Paige? She's from Hawaii, isn't she? She's a Hawaiian. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. To the Hawaiians. Understand where you're from? Somalia. Say praise the Lord for the Somalians. It's all coming to pass. I don't know what quarters of the earth they coming for, but this house has been marked by the hand of God for revival. It's going to sweep this whole city. It's going to touch every race, every denomination. It's going to cross over tracks. It's the power of God. And God's called you to be a part of it. It's the vision. Write it down and start running for God. Get in that book and do your part. I got to finish this. He said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that, that he may run. You're supposed to take off running. That means you understand what we're supposed to be doing so well. You get up every day running. You get up every day and say, from a small seed shall grow a mighty tree. And where there has been a little, there shall be a lot. And in our checkbooks, there's abundance and no lack. He's raising me up to be a ruler in this city, anointing my wife to minister, and place these around us to hold up our hands. Don't just be in attendance, hold up our hands. I thank God for everybody that cleaned up yesterday. I'd have normally been out there pushing a broom by myself, but I know better now. You'll kill yourself trying to bring the vision to pass by yourself. You'll die. Your wife will be a widow. Your grandchildren won't have a grandfather. Your children will see the father go to, go to the grave early in life. I've seen men in their 50s try to carry the vision, die of a massive heart attack. I saw two of them do it. I was, I'm a good student. Two of the best southern Indiana ever had, besides Dr. Jacobs. I watched them. Sudden massive heart attacks raised up two of the greatest churches in southern Indiana and in the city of Louisville. Now sitting in a meeting just like this, sitting right there, and the pastor got up to change the thermostat, and the Holy Ghost said, that ain't right. Why is he doing it? And I kept watching him, and he was looking all over like an usher trying to make sure the service went right. I heard everything was going on, the preachers was preaching, quiet, quiet, saying, I'm watching him. The Holy Ghost says, no, watch him. You need to learn something. I'm putting, you, I'm putting people around you to hold. I'm not putting up people that just sit in chairs. I'm putting people around you to hold up your hands so you can finish. The, the job was so big for Moses, and he was trying to pray for the people. They were in the middle of a battle. And he got so tired, he couldn't even hold his arms up, and the children of Israel started losing the battle. And Aaron and her went and grabbed his arms. And the battle changed. You have to keep real leaders refreshed 
Don't you ever be a problem for me in this church. You keep real leaders refreshed because they love you and they love your family and they love your children and they love your grandchildren and their, their vision and their desire is to see your whole house flourish. That's the mantle on a real pastor's life is to see the people multiply and flourish. I saw him jumping up, running, doing usher's job. If he's doing this in this meeting, Raised up a whole private school so the people could bring their children to a school without a secular education. Built schoolhouses and churches and everything. And in his 50s, I watched him change the thermostat. I said, that ain't right. Looking all over the church trying to make sure everything's in order. That's why when we having meetings, I sat down and I don't move. She'll tell me, this needs to be done. I said, I don't care. They need to do this, Keith. They need, I said, Cynthia, I don't care. They should know how to do their jobs. And I will not get up and do anybody's job in this service. Because I'm not thinking about it not being in order. I'm thinking about that man that died of a massive heart attack. That's why I'm not moving. Somebody fall in the flow, the usher should have been there. Somebody fall out in the spirit, they didn't cover them up, I'm just looking the other way. Usher should have been there. If it's too hot in here, I ain't changing it. I'm just going to preach shorter. Now y'all may turn the heat up on it. I don't know if I should have said that or not. Some of y'all turn, turn the heat up on it. Let me read this. You're supposed to hold up our arms. See, I saw him like David out of the middle of a sheep field. I said, I can promote that man. And even though the ground has been hard, you don't lose one minute of sleep. I have positioned you. I have positioned this church in this city and this hour. And your husband will not fail. Well, other men have failed me. He will not. But they had better training and better connections and qualities. He will not fail me. And I had to get up and confess, you love me so much. Love never fails. You love me so much, you won't allow me to fail. Your confession ought to be, I hold up the arms of my man of God. That's why I gave you the book. Amen. Not only is your increase in there, your calling is in there. Yes, Write it down so that the one that read it, if you don't read it, you don't know what's in there. When you don't read the Bible, you don't know what's in there and you can't see God doing it. If you don't read about your healing, you can't see God healing you. You can't see him increasing you. He said to read it. He that read it may run with it. For the vision is yet for appointed time. Y'all, it's our time. But at the end, it shall speak, which means people shall see it and not lie. Even though you may not feel like God stepping you up, it's not a lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry.
Behold, his soul is lifted up and is not right in him to just do what he want to do, but the just. And he shall see God in the middle of it. You get some help today.